Hello, folks, and thanks for joining us for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. You know you're in for a treat when you hear that sound, because um, it means we get to talk about poker with some of the most fun and outstanding poker minds around the world. So if you don't know what Rec Poker is, first of all, it's a free community that you can join to share your love of poker with other serious recreational players. We believe that it's possible to have a good time, to get better, to win all the money, and respect other people at the same time and just have a great time doing it. So that's what we're all about here at Rec Poker. Um, Come get a free account. All it takes is an email address and a smile. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino and Website Amp for all the help that they give us uh, to make this possible. Um, Coming up today, we're going to talk about some events we're pairing up with Run Good to get down into Council Bluffs, and Andrew will be able to talk about that a little later. Um, I want to talk about some new Wrecking Crew peeps and premium members that have joined since our last show. We're going to talk to uh, Karina Karagaiva about uh, mindset design and all sorts of ways that a positive mindset and ment- strong mental game can lead to profits both on and off the felt. Um, basically, we're just going to have a great time talking about poker. So, I've got the best job in the world. I already told you, my name's Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game. And um, I am just one of a crew of folks that make Rec Poker tick. Uh, you can find out about me and the rest of them by going to rec.poker slash crew. Um, or Andrew, for instance, you can meet right here. Andrew, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where they can meet you? Uh, I'm Andrew Feist. I'm dealer 412 in the home game. Um, I'm also... Andrew at rec.poker. Yeah, just uh, come on, give it a try. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Andrew does a lot of work with our uh, Learning with Partners program, where you can find behind-the-scenes training material from some of the brightest lights in poker, all part of your Rec Poker Premium membership. So come check that out. But today... Speaking of bright lights in the world of poker, we're talking about we're talking with Karina Karagaiva, who is the the CEO and founder at Mindset Design. Is that right, Karina? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm the proud CEO and coach and also mindset designer, yes, at Mindset Design. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about mindset design and tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to that uh, particular group. Yeah, absolutely. Mindset Design is a coaching platform for poker players. We are specifically focused on them, helping them improve their mental game. We have different memberships and we start pro groups every two weeks. And we basically onboard people on the platform and we help them develop that self-reflection, you know, skills to analyze their game, to improve their inner mental state and thus become more and more profitable with, with time. So we have all those tools based on neuroscience, psychology, and we help them reflect on their emotions and and come stronger in any aspect of their mental game. And uh, we work also with poker schools, which is super, super exciting. And we basically help people to progress as a group. So all those memberships provide to to our players the ability to join a group of people, a group of players with similar challenges, with similar profiles, and they progress together, which is super cool. That's what Mindset Design is doing right now. Well, that's right up our alley. I love that conversation. We're all talking about learning together, you know, sharing our knowledge and and our our questions with each other. You know, um, we find in our group studies a lot, you learn a lot more by teaching other people about the material as well. So having that kind of mix of people in there uh, makes a big difference and learning actively like that makes a big difference as well. Um, what uh, like that's a lot to unpack what you just got into there. So <laughs> let's let's start just on the poker side of it. Um, you obviously must have had some interest in poker in your personal life before you decided to make it a professional interest. What what brought you into poker? And tell us a little bit about your your poker story. 
Yeah, so my poker story is actually a bit odd, I think, because uh, I started exploring the topic of neuroscience and personal development and the psychological aspect of any competitive games, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago when I started my own meditation practice. I explored a variety of tactics, books, concepts, philosophies, all sorts of things, primarily because of my own curiosity. Uh, But then lately in the last two years, uh, just I happen to know a lot of poker players from that, uh, you know, were in my friend circle. I also joined a poker school myself and I realized at some point that the game is not only about strategy. I mean, not at all. Mm. And it's not about the, you know, the the numbers behind it, but it's also about how you manage yourself. And if you start there and if you improve that, actually you can dramatically improve your whole, your whole game. So I could, I could even say that the mindset will make or break a a player. And that's something that I now, after working with players from more than 15 countries, I can confirm because I see their progress and I see how, different they were when they started you know mm. and before the program and how they evolved so it's definitely something that is a game changer for for people so i realized that my knowledge and my own interest in this field of psychology and neuroscience has to be brought to that field because what i see on the market at the moment in terms of mindset coaching is more about uh ex-poker players recommending stuff that worked for them mm-hmm. which is not really scientific not really i mean there is no system and there is no structure behind it and very often it's just personal advice that will not work for the majority of people out there. And uh, I wanted to make something personalized based on science, something that will really answer the needs of every player and the profile and the way that he or she wants to explore that topic. So um, I wanted also to build a business around it in the very classical sense of the of the word startup, so because we want to build a technology, you know, a whole platform, even maybe work on a chatbot that will be able to coach players mm. and um, approach the whole challenge and the whole problem in a very structured way as a as a tech company. So that was my that was my purpose when I started. So that's extremely cool. So one of the things that I, I'm I'm always looking at systems and how to make systems more efficient and what are the relevant factors to be paying attention to and things like that. Um, how did you? develop that kind of a, well, that's too big a question. When you were developing this kind of a system, how did you decide, okay, this is what is relevant to this part of poker learning. This is what's relevant to this part of poker learning. This is how X number of people learn. And so we're going to scrap, crap, craft it in that way. Um, how did you like that, that meta study, how did you handle that? how did you approach that? Yeah. Well, basically what we have now as logic that I think will evolve with with the years ahead. But what we have now as logic is that we all have to put the fundamentals of mindset change. And this is something that people somehow and players, um, you know, fail to to do. And that's something that we never learn at school, like how to deal with our own psyche, how to deal with Mm -hmm. all those thoughts that we have and how to do it in a structured way. So we believe that mindset change consists of two main points. Like the first one is self-reflection. So how do you raise your awareness on a certain topic? And then How do you approach and elaborate a very clear and simple plan that will help you make some actual steps to to a certain change? And what we have here is we help players, first of all, to clarify what are their goals in terms of mindset uh, improvement, mental game improvement, and how to build the most simple plan on earth. That's that's actually how we call it. (laughs) The most simple action plan on earth. Because... Every complexity, every overthinking that that people put when we talk about mindsets and psychology is actually the the problem. So we want to simplify a lot the process. And we we want also to make that whole process of mindset transformation very um, manageable and very measurable somehow. So we have those pulse check 
you know, points during the program where people reflect on their progress, like, what have I learned? How mm. did I improve? Like, how do I feel? Am I more confident? And, you know, more, do I have more clarity on what's wrong or what should be should be improved in my mental, mental game? And so asking all those questions and provoke people to, to reflect on that basically creates that flow where you have, first of all, you set a goal, then you elaborate a very simple plan. You do some actual steps. We help you with tools, with exercises, with the support from the group, and then you reflect on that process and then you improve. So basically the cycle of improvement mm -hmm. is really short, I would say, but also very visible, very measurable. And people get excited about it because they see actual progress. I mean, people <laughs> tend to say like, I don't call those stupid hands on the river no more. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I just don't do it. And I'm like, well, that's great. And, and then we move on. You know, we have a problem. <laughs> Damn, I love those therapists that spend years and years, you know, talking with people about their childhood, about all those trauma aspects. That's great. I mean, probably for some people, that's also okay. But here we have very specific situations and we have something that we have to focus on, just solve it and then move on because we don't have, I mean, we are not immortal. That mm. time that we have here is limited. You have to progress. You have to be able to see it and measure it because this is what our brains love. And the neuroscientists, uh, the neuroscientist in me <laughs> speaks here. Like you have to have that progress and you have to have that motivation that comes from results, not the other way around so mm. that you can motivate yourself to, to move on. So yeah, we try to do that in a very structured, simple and measurable way. If I can well, summarize it in one sentence. Yeah, no, I think and, and you're, that's bang on, right? I mean, we are all humans. Uh, we need motivation. We're subject to the <laughs> our own motivation and our own success and what keeps us interested and passionate and excited about things. Um, so, and I think, you know, uh, tailoring your approach to the way that's going to be effective with humans seems like a really good way to be thinking about this. So <laughs> that makes a lot yeah. of sense. So can you give me a couple examples of uh, some applications specifically to do with the poker game? So, you know, okay, I want to get involved with Karina. I want to work on my mental game. Uh, show me, so, give me some concrete ways that that's actually going to improve either my play at the table or, or my ROI or what's, how is it going to make me a better poker player? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, what we have in the beginning of the process, as I said, is to set your goals. So like to think about what is the, we call it a meta goal. This is actually one of our key, I think, differentiators compared to other programs. What's the meta goal? So what's that bigger thing that you want to achieve? Like, and what's that bigger topic in your life that you want to improve uh, so that you can improve in general your life? Because you are a poker player in a certain amount of time, you know, from, from 24 hours, but you are a human being like 24-7. So do you want to reduce that negative emotion so that you can improve the relationships with your family or find that balance between playing poker and, and you know, spend time with your family, et cetera? Like what's your bigger and really profound motivation to improve your game? And when we find that out, we set also um, another type of goal, which we called SMART goal, which is a very specific plan. So the first thing is to if you if you join the program, you will unblock somehow your your thinking about the whole process of mental game improvement because people somehow they just don't know from where to start. Like what's the first step? And that's that's the reason why I think that the majority of them are just listening to some videos, to some you know reading some books, but without having a, a very clear focus on why am I reading that? Like how this will improve my game. So that's the first thing. Thinking about your goals, actually, the thinking process behind goal setting is much more valuable than. The goals themselves or the achievement of those goals, like the, the thinking what really matters to you is, is you know, the, the value. Uh, then also we focus on different topics. Like we have 
a very clear understanding on what are the main pains <laughs> that players mm. have. Mm-hmm. It can be motivation, it can be tilt, lack of focus, mental fatigue, uh, low energies, like it can be a lot of things. And we help them really clarify clarify for themselves what is the main topic that they want to work on. And then we provide personalized tools on that. So meditations, again, self-reflective exercises, some specific articles that they have to read and questions to answer after those articles. So we try to give them the most focused work on one particular topic. If you know that you have problem with your motivation, just let's focus on that for one month and see how we progress. If you tilt, like, let's see, let's reflect on your emotions, on your triggers, and let's see how to improve that. And we do that, um, I would say, like, it's not exactly experiment the word, but it's more like, really, we give a try, you know, to those tools for that month. And we see on that specific topic how you how you progress. Um, so another way to approach also the mindset transformation is because we believe that mental game improvement happens off the table. Mm-hmm. It's you if you are in a very very hot situation, it's too late for you to work with your tilt. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. it. you just tilt as fuck. You just you know call that bullshit. I, I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> like you just accept that for the moment, and then. When you finish your session, you join the chat on Discord with us and we give you some tips and tricks on how to solve that. But the thing is that we help players to prepare and to uh, we have a variety of warm-ups, for example, mm. like specifically designed AI-generated music for our platform, for example, from, uh, from a German company, which is absolutely genius. So we have that music, we have meditations, we have neuroscience-based exercises that people can do before the session so that they can enter the zone. And we help them somehow embrace that even, I would say, warrior mentality. You prepare for the battle long before the battle, Mm -hmm. you know. So we ensure that we give them all those tools and all those, uh, you know, meditations and exercises that they can do before the session. So we don't have to somehow cure the disease, but more work on a prevention and putting them in the right state of mind. I like that. You got to lock that barn door before the horses escape. That's the whole key right there, right? Uh, Andrew, did you have something you want to jump in there with? Uh, Yeah, I was just going to ask, you had mentioned earlier that you kind of do more stuff with where you kind of put people in groups and that kind of thing. And you also have Discord community where they're, you know, if people are just have a tilt session or something and then go and jump in there. Do you find that the group stuff and the community aspect of things help a little bit more or because I mean, some, you know, therapy can be individual based, but it sounds like you're doing more, uh, at least involving more people in a group to it. Do you find that a little bit more advantageous? Definitely. That's actually one of the key insights of our company is that Uh, One of the reasons why people don't progress using other platforms and other programs is because very often they do it by themselves. Mm. I mean, you can purchase a course or you can just watch some videos, but you do it by yourself. And even the idea to be able to share your progress and your success with someone else already somehow uplifts you. And, you know, it it gives you that positive, positive thinking. Like right now, we just started one group uh, last week and Every time when they post their action plan, their the intentions that they have for the program, every time you feel that just they feel a little bit more special like that. I mean, I mean, they feel proud about it because this is something that very few players do for themselves and they know it. I mean, that's already putting you somewhere on a different level as a player. And also doing that in a group. I mean, let's face it, being a poker player is a lonely thing. So, um, I mean, they don't have many people to share that with. I mean, their families, friends, very few of them have that support group around themselves, you know, and somehow just being part of the group 
helps you progress more because this is one for a short period of time. This is your small family. And, you know, even the feedback that you receive from other players is super helpful because sometimes players that already solved some issues in their mental game can be of help, you know, to other players in the same group. And that's, I think that's value that we can, uh, we can really explore and, and utilize in the best, in the best possible way. Yeah, and I think also there's a question, there's a sense of kind of being accountable to other people in a group as well. Oh, like exactly. I, I know uh-huh. most, you know, as humans, we don't even we don't really mind letting ourselves down every once in a while when it comes to stuff like this, if we're only really accountable to ourselves. But being accountable to other people, not wanting to let other people down, maybe that can create some motivation for us to stick with something that might be harder than we want it to be, or to just be more disciplined about something. Um, I found that to be a big, a big difference, even with my own work here with rec poker, you know, a lot of what we're doing here, I tell the wrecking crew gang, you know, just do what you would be doing ordinarily and bring it to rec poker and get people involved and Mm. having that kind of accountability to other people. I think having some skin in the game, you know, I think that's that that people, people don't appreciate things if they're not, you know, a little emotionally invested in it. I think that's, that's Mm, definitely. Yeah. That thing about accountability is also a super big topic on, you know, in our company, because we know that the whole knowledge about mental transformation and, you know, mental game improvement is out there, mm. but the, you know, people just don't make the effort, you know, to read and, and make some exercises and do the work because they don't have like that accountability think and component of the whole, of the whole picture very often. I mean, if you do it by yourself at home and, and you never share or, and you don't have in mind that you have to share your progress with someone else, I mean, come on, People are lazy. Our brains are designed to be lazy. Yep. It's just, it's not that. We are all there. <laughs> um, so speaking about people's minds, so I, I uh, was reading about you a little bit before our interview, and you mentioned um, sort of a study of philosophy, stoicism, and other ways of uh, human thinking. Um, we talk about stoicism here on the show a fair bit, uh, not being results oriented and sort of how you approach the, the vagaries of, of life and the variance of life. Um, can you speak a little bit about how that has impacted your view of poker and how it might impact your teachings in these ways? Yeah. So stoicism, like many other philosophies, is about zooming out. So something that helps you really get you know, better understanding on the bigger picture. And you're not here for this session that is happening right now. You're here for you know, have progress for one year from now or for 10 years from now? Like, what's the perspective that you put for yourself? Because Marcus Aurelius didn't think about, oh my gosh, I have this problem right now. Let's focus on that. Let's spend all my energy here now. No, he was the fucking emperor. So when you think about emperor, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, he was. When you think about emperor, that's basically a good metaphor. Metaphor, Yeah. So if you think about yourself like someone who is really here for the long-term game and not for this particular little situation that, you know, is happening right now. Certainly, like, I think that that unloads a lot of weight from your shoulders, Mm. like how you will perform in that particular moment. Because if you see yourself as someone who will be playing for a decade from now, like that changes completely the, the whole perspective. And you have to learn to enjoy the whole process because if you attach your, yeah, actually your personal value and your personal worth, self-worth to this particular result that you have today, you're, you're gone. I mean, everything will, will just blow up and, and that's not the game for you. I mean, 
if you want to like, like the famous saying if you want to have some vis- visible and, and quick results like go and and do the dishes you know mm-hmm. because this will give you instant satisfaction and you will see it and everything will be okay and probably you will like you will accomplish the task <laughs> successfully but if you want to do something really hard like playing poker for you know and, and become a successful player like probably you have to you have to be more patient you have to spend the time you know to learn and progress and wait for the results and just just put aside your emotions for for a while because you will not feel so excited and i mean no one likes to to be beaten as fuck on the table like that you you cannot become excited of that i mean i don't know go watch a movie uh i don't know a comedy or something like that if you want to have that positive feeling but if you want to be a really successful poker player like you have to see the full spectrum of emotions that that will happen to you i mean it's inevitable unless if you want to have a mediocre career and just have it like playing here and there for fun i mean that's okay but then if you have a serious ambition for really become successful and, and really get the most out of the game you just have to embrace the full spectrum of emotions and that's i mean that's non-negotiable <laughs> it's just just how it is yeah and and you said right there you know there's nothing wrong with just wanting to play and have fun and but if oh, that's yeah. your but if that's your goal you know pursue that goal if if you're telling yourself that your goal is to actually be one of the best poker players or to be a you know a wizard out there crushing it then mm. you got to pay the price for that um and you, the price for that is discipline work you know, time, investing yourself in it in a way that you would have to in anything else that you wanted to be great in. So, you know, people kind of set themselves up for failure, I think, when they give themselves a goal of being really good at poker, but they don't want to pay the price for that. Um, And I just feel like, you know, if you know the price for something, Mm-hmm. take it and pay the price and make that thing your own, you know, but if, if you don't want to pay the price, just have fun, just have fun. Absolutely. And then, you know, know that. Yeah. Um, in my, in my own experience, like what I can really relate to a lot is that I'm an entrepreneur and I, I don't have a certain income for like the past six years. And I know that it has the, I mean, I'm, I'm on the most, I don't know, the hardest way for, for doing that on, uh, in, in my life. I mean, if I had a salary, if I had, you know, my paycheck every every month on, I don't know, on 10th every month, uh, that would be different for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can cause me a lot of stress, but I know that eventually the gain that I will have will be, I don't know, 100 times bigger than, than being uh, an employee. And I know the risks. I know that it uh, takes me, I mean, it I, I will not speak in details about it, but I know how much it costs <laughs> to be an entrepreneur yes. and try to do something and to build a company and and you know fail and and do everything that is required you know to fail with great how to say enthusiasm and, and you know open another company and move on. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not complaining. I mean, I subscribed for that, and I know how it, how I mean, I had an idea how tough it will be, but now when I know what I what I what I aim for. I will pay the price. And I mean, you just have to have that, um, you know, those really clear and realistic expectations, what what is in there for you. And by the way, because you work with a lot of recreational poker players, I think that for them, there is a hidden treasure as well, Mm -hmm. because they can approach the game as a tool for extremely satisfying and exciting uh, spiritual journey, because the game itself is so profound in many levels. I mean, you face your ego on a daily Mm -hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. Damn, and you can do it for like you can create those situations. That's that's a fucking treasury because you can explore exactly how your emotions 
work, you know, and how all those thoughts flow in your head, like who the fuck you are. Because when you have that pressure, you know, playing against someone who's really tough one, but, you know, you, you want to play against him for some reason, you really can see yourself and put yourself in a situation where very few people can, can see themselves. I mean, you really know who you are only in situations that are high pressure and high risk and you have some some skin in the game. I mean, there's no other way to meet the true self that you have within. So that's that's something interesting for me. And uh, yeah, all recreational players, I guess, can can approach the game in a more deeper deeper way. Uh, Andrew? I really like what you said about you got to face your ego every day or every, you know, you're always facing, you're, you're facing your ego every hand, actually. <laughs> so oh, yeah. kinda, because there's, there's been a time where, you know, I'm sitting down on a play uh, table with one of the better players in, in my state, Minnesota, and I made a play on him and he took a long time and folded. And I was like, oh yeah. And then later I let that get to me where my ego was too big. And I was like, oh, I'm better than everybody. And all of a sudden, Hey, where are my chips kind of thing. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reality check is very, very fast. I mean, you cannot deal. I mean, people, can live in delusion in many other industries, but not here. I mean, here you have instant feedback. And unless you, if you are, I don't know, a complete dumbhead, like you really know what's going on. I mean, the feedback is instant and it's just, it's either a well-played hand or not. And, uh, you know, we can, of course, because it's uh, because of the game, I mean, we can analyze and we can think and we can see different perspectives. But at the end of the day, very few situations are actually you know, super complex and and, mm. and require super heavy analysis. So the mo- most of the situations are pretty clear. And uh, yeah, I think that that instant feedback is, is super, super valuable. Well, we're getting close to the end of the uh, time you agreed to share with us. So I've got a couple more questions. Um, often we have other members in the chat here. We're recording at an earlier time. So I didn't get any questions from our premium members to ask in advance. Um, I've got a couple more questions. So uh, in your own life, uh, how often do you play poker? Has that been affected by the global pandemic? Um, what is your relationship to poker as a, as a player these days? Yeah, well, these days, actually, I don't play uh, at all because I decided to focus strictly on the business because we have to also onboard new segments because we want to grow and we want to use that same philosophy for other competitive uh, people like traders, gamers, athletes. And we want to explore those uh, those segments because, as I said, a success for me would be to come up with a product that is so good that can serve the needs of all those competitive people in a different Mm -hmm. way. We call them, you know, mental athletes and physical athletes, because I believe that those are the people who deserve really to unlock their, their potential and we want to serve them. So building a company around it, it's actually pretty, pretty um, complex task. and, And we have to make new partnerships. We have to explore the product, think about marketing, think about the content, the logic behind it, onboard new partners. And it's like, a very uh, complex and very intense process. So I focus only on that at the moment. And uh, I think that's the best way for me to use my potential as well, Mm. because I'm much more interested on the psychological aspect of the game and not so much on the strategical one. And I know that that's, that's my thing. That's my element. So I prefer to leave like the whole strategy part and the whole strategy coaching to other people and develop maybe the most beautiful, the most working and, you know, the, the world-class platform from, for mental game coaching. So it requires all of my attention, I guess. Yeah. And so some of those people you're working with is a great friend of the show, Dara O'Carney. Um, yeah. So Dara, every month, um, Rec Poker Premium members get to enjoy uh, Dara's wisdom. He um, participates in our play along seminar where different members get to play and under different circumstances. And then um, Chris Jones and Dara 
uh, analyze the play and give them some feedback on how they might be able to do it differently. Dara is fantastic, isn't he? He's just a great guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. We resonate so so much with him. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's a he's a wonderful wonderful part of the poker world. Um, and so the and I think you know knowing your strength and knowing where you can lend the most value is that's a real life strength in its own right. There, um, I know like we at we at Rec Poker. Um, we all feel like we're pretty good poker players, but we know that we're, when we're coaching, we're going to be coaching beginners and intermediate players and helping them get to that next level. We're not the Dario Carnies out here. Um, so, you know, we, we, we fill the, we fill the role we're, we're built for here. I think that's exactly the way you're talking about it too, which is great. Um, and you know, that's part of being happy as a stoic, isn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. having, having expectations that are more likely to conform to reality and, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a kind of a key to a happy life myself. Um, so last question here, because you're so interested in the, uh, psychological aspect of things, one thing that the poker world's talking a lot uh, about right now is making the poker experience more accessible to players that aren't always comfortable at the poker table. So whether that's, uh, younger players, newer players, there's a lot of talk about uh, women players not feeling comfortable at the table, um, other other groups that for whatever reason, I guess when you walk into a poker room, you tend to see a lot of soulless, sort of like middle-aged white guys uh, around mm-hmm. there. And yeah. there's often the kind of culture that you might expect um, when that's the group at the table there. Have you experienced that? Do you think that that's something that is happening at a psychological level for the game? Is there... What kind of barriers are there for for opening up the game to more people and how can we be better at that as a poker group? Yeah, well, I think that here, uh, I mean, people are full of all, of all sorts of biases and that's how we process information. I mean, it's absolutely normal for people to have biases, to have, uh, you know, to, to demonstrate uh, any sorts of, of prejudice and like have those cliches about the game. I think about that in a more, um, I'd say, egalitarian way. Because I believe that if you are a good player, I mean, if you know what you're doing, actually the whole industry and like the, the people on the on the table will not really care whether you're a female or, uh, I don't know, if you're 19 and, and you have a weird haircut or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But people will always try to leverage on that like they will try to leverage on your own insecurity so if you demonstrate your insecurity if you feel like you don't fit in that's something that other players will exploit for sure and that's something that will remain like that and it's okay because that's a competitive game and you use any any tools and any any tactics you know to to be better than than the players i don't know if the game needs to be more open i think that that's yet another way to create actually um, how to say this balance because it's like the the stupid idea to have uh, a certain number of people uh, in a company that has to be female leaders like what the fuck I mean it has to be <laughs> it has to be based on the merit you know the meritocracy is a is a philosophy that I adore because if you are competent enough if you are good enough at what you do like that's the reason why you should be part of that company or that's the reason why you should be part of that game everything else will create more and more inequality and will create situations where like Nassim Taleb spoke about about that where the minority of people which in this case could be players who don't feel comfortable to be on the table they will start to rule the whole game and that's what happens I mean it's a it's a weird example that I'm be that I'll be giving here but 
that's the reason why smoking in in uh, the planes were forbidden because of the non-smokers who were a minority in the 60s in the last century, and like we see that in every in every industry where people like including vegans and all sorts of mm-hmm. minorities slightly change and reshape the whole way the society is is uh, you know interacting, and uh, I want to make poker. I, I mean, if I had a magical stick, I would keep the poker industry as fair as possible at the moment it is open for everybody and it should be like that but if you enter the industry i mean you enter the forest and yes there are wolves there but that's not a surprise i mean <laughs> you enter that that field if you have the guts to be that player who who you know operates and deals in that industry well done i mean the industry will not tell you oh no 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 you're not good enough for us no it's just your skills and it's I mean, you can see it on the tables. So, um, yeah, I think that somewhere there, maybe a feminist <laughs> decided that the poker, <laughs> poker industry should be more open. Let's celebrate that. Let's give more hugs to players. Yeah. <laughs> let's give more hugs to players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's just let's just keep some industries really as as they are. I mean, only only skills and and merit should be determined determining what what's going on right on well thank you karina i appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today <laughs> about a variety of subjects uh, so i'd like to let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you uh what's the best way for them to find out more about mindset design or to reach out to you personally and to connect yeah absolutely so i would love to share my my discord of course uh, we have a website which is mindset.design we also have Discord community. We have Twitter and Instagram uh, accounts that we're actively working on. And we have a YouTube channel. We start our own podcast series as well very mm. soon where uh, Dara will be will be the first guest guest, and uh, many others after that. So um, I just hope to, to bring the most value about thinking properly about the mental game improvement to, to those players and giving them the tools. So um, yeah, I'm I'm super glad that I've I was part of the conversation. It was a pleasure for me. Yeah, thank you, Karina. Um, Andrew, anything else before we let Karina go? I just uh, enjoyed the time. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks again, Karina, for coming on. Same game, same here. Good All luck, right. guys. Cheers. We'll we'll roll into the uh, home game results, and Karina, hope we get a chance to touch base again soon. Have a wonderful yes. day. Bye bye. Yeah. All right, Andrew. That was a fun one. I love talking about mental game and. Um, all the uh, all the benefits that come with it. It's not just about poker, too. You know, I mean, my I used to be quite a hothead when I was younger, and I really credit poker and golf with helping me develop a more healthy mental game for being less um, results oriented, for being less entitled to things working out my way. You know, I really do think that that's made me a much happier person. Um, all those bad beats at the poker table, you know, learning from those instead of from actual. <laughs> <laughs> real life bad beats that's a pretty cheap practice round yeah it can be it can also be an expensive one but yeah, for, overall, <laughs> for, for overall life experience it's a pretty pretty low low threshold for your your pain tolerance for what it costs you i suppose but yeah no i agree it's it's kind of interesting to the, the different aspects that she went into as far as like the group learning which is awesome because that's that's kind of what we're trying to do here with rec poker and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and where it's just a different uh it's completely different where you have to, you know, acknowledge something that you're doing. You're, you're putting your goals out there to other people and you're acknowledging, Hey, this is what I'm struggling on. And it's kind of opening up. So it, it, it is a, I don't know. It's, it's, it would be hard for me to do 
but I completely understand the uh, benefit of it. And maybe because it's hard for me to do, it's something I should do in that kind of aspect. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, That's you gotta true. do what's hard to get, to get better, obviously. Yeah, damn it, we do, don't we? <laughs> Why can't we just do the easy fun stuff all the time, Andrew? I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't <laughs> talk know to someone answer. about that. Will you write write no, a I'll letter? Talk to my wife. See if yeah, she get that. <laughs> get that all sorted out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, well, actually, while we're speaking of Andrew Feist, um, you and Tim Fritz are going to be down at the Run Good event at Council Bluffs, Iowa. In fact, this mm-hmm. podcast comes out on Tuesday, and I think you'll already be there at that point. This comes out on Tuesday, the fifteenth. So I think the the series will just be starting. And yep. uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about um, where you'll be and when? And uh, if people want to find out more, they can go to rec.poker slash road trips and you'll see a post with all the details about how to get in touch with Andrew. But t- take us through it, Andrew. Yeah, so we're going to go down there. Um, I'm heading down Monday, so I'll be there down a little earlier. Uh, the Valentine's have... Day, you dog. Yeah, I know. My wife just realized that this morning. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> she's like, you're leaving on Valentine's Day. Mm. <laughs> Smooth so, move. Smooth yeah, move. Got the, got the plan in before you <laughs> noticed. But anyway, um, so Tim and I are going to be down there, run good. Uh, so the first events are uh, Tuesday the 15th. They do have the seniors event uh, in the in the morning slash early afternoon. Uh, Tim and I are going to be there a couple hours before the bounty event, which is at 7 p.m. Um, so come hang out. You know, we're just going to be over there shooting the breeze, just kind of repping rep, 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 rep poker, answering questions. Uh, we'll just be out there hanging out, having a good time. This will be the first time I get to meet Tim in person. That's going to be ah, cool. Yeah. And then also we are doing a rec poker meetup, February, uh, Saturday, February 19th. Um, so there's a JB's cafe in the horseshoe. It is open. Last time I was there, it was closed in construction, uh, hmm. but from nine to nine to 11 AM. So that's going to be before any tournament action actually happens that day. Uh, we're going to be doing a, uh, you know, rec poker meetup. If we want to have some breakfast, brunch, whatever you need before you get into some tournaments, Tim and I, and a few others will be there. So make sure to stop by. And like Jim said, if you want to go ahead and check out, uh, is it rec.poker slash events or road trips? Uh, either one. You can go to rec.poker slash events and see everything on the calendar that's going on this week and beyond. Or you can go to rec.poker slash road trips and uh, just see all the posts specifically to do with road trips. Awesome. And then my contact info is on there also uh, for Andrew at rec.poker. You can email me, whatever, if you want to get together, or I can get you my phone number at that point too. Uh, but yeah, just uh, come come hang out, come uh, rec. Uh, Run Good is a great series. It's a lot of fun. Last time I was there, it was just phenomenal. And the, they're they're awesome to welcome us back again, obviously. so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Tim, if you're listening, I hope you uh, get some better results this time, buddy. We're all rooting for you. I think that's going to be a lot of fun down there. I know Tim enjoys the Run Good series, but he's, he's still waiting for that big dink. Maybe this will be the week for you, Tim. Yeah, we both were talking about that. We're like, we we both don't like making day twos, apparently. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Fine. We both have, we both bonded on that experience. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I got a good feeling about this one. So, yeah, so if you're hearing this on the day it comes out, it's Tuesday, uh, February 15th. It's not too late to get yourself to uh, Iowa. Join uh, Andrew and Tim and the rest of the gang at uh, Council Bluffs there um, all week. And um, uh, Andrew also mentioned on Saturday the 19th, uh, they're doing the meetup there in the morning. If you are around on Saturday and you're not uh, at Council Bluffs, we're having the next MTT Poker Academy study group Mm -hmm. with Gareth James that day. That's at noon central, one Eastern. And folks, I really can't tell you how valuable these study groups with Gareth James have been. Um, 
We did one in December about flop play uh, in position. We did one in January about turn play. That's right. It's the river in March. And we're really just getting into the uh, getting into it here. Gareth brings his history as an educator to the game of poker, and he is incredibly detail oriented. Um, he provides fantastic learning resources. Um, we get to watch a feature length video every month based around the training material, and then you get to work with Gareth for an hour to follow up on all that material. So, um, you know, I mentioned Andrew's involved. Well, involved. He leads our leading with the <laughs> learning with partners uh, program, and it's just great to be able to leverage people like um, Gareth James, Sky Matsuhashi, Ryan Laplante, uh, Matt Berkey, Jonathan Little, all these other amazing poker minds who every month share their material with us, and it's all part of your premium membership. Uh, so you can go to Rec Poker and sign up for premium. Use the code Rec Poker; it only costs five dollars. And you can spend hours every month just watching exclusive training material from some of the brightest uh, minds in poker. So that next one is on Saturday the 19th as well. And I hope people are able to come and join for that. And if anyone has any questions about that or anything else, you can always email me, jim at rec.poker. So let me see. We should talk about the home games, I guess, eh? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Let me pull this Where's baby John? up. We need, to, we need John to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John's doing double service. When we do these uh, recordings earlier in the day, that was one thing I wanted to talk about with Karina, actually, is, um, you know, a lot of recreational players, she talked about us not being immortal and only having so much time to study. That's really true for recreational players with day jobs and families and lives. Um you really only have so much time uh, to study or to play. So getting the most out of it is really important. Uh, so like find a coach, find a group, find someone to talk to about poker. I guarantee you the, the people at your work, the people in your social circle, they're fun people, but they're not serious, thoughtful, recreational poker players. And talking to serious, thoughtful, recreational poker players is honestly a great way to improve. So I do encourage people to come and join us for free. Because uh, then you can learn how to win home games like some of these uh, killers on the list here. So on January 31st, Daniel Andres, Dan D. Rezgi, uh won his first of the year. How am I doing on that one? Dan D. I, Dan Drez? I, I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, on February 1st, J. May USA, um, who I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, J. Mayusa, or is it Jamie USA? The this is a cool. This is our uh, the player who drove the furthest to be there. I think um, based oh, yeah. on the uh, this is our Japanese member. So congratulations, Jamie! Um, your second nightly win, uh, third all time, second of the year. On the third, Kathy Chang aces the mixed game savant, who is going to be excited about. Oh yeah, we've got some new mixed game news too. You know what? Let's save that. Let's save that for the next episode. We can get we can get, <laughs> give that a little airtime next week. But I, people should listen up. There's going to be a chance to get more involved in mixed games here at Rec Poker. So congratulations, yeah. Kathy, um, John Lancer, John Vensky, Vensky uh, won his first nightly series of the year in seventh lifetime. Graphex sixteen, Roger Shooty comes oh. by, wins his uh, first daily of the year, thirteenth lifetime. And if you don't know Roger Shooty, Roger is a great guy. Um, he's very involved with Rec Poker. He also helps us with every every episode of the podcast that you listen to. 
um, he has taken a look at, helped us with some of the graphics, run the audio through um, some filters. Um, so Roger is a huge part of what we do here. And thank you so much, Roger, for that. Congratulations on your win. In the mixed event, Elvis 76, Steve Kreps won his third daily of the year. And uh, uh, looks like 12th all time. Holy cow, Steve, way to go. Um, on February 5th in the International Series, David Westerveld, uh, Evil Roy CA, won his second of the year, his 23rd lifetime. Dave is getting into Magra levels, Jacob Kiki levels of victory here. Congratulations, Dave. Gracious. Um, Dave's a regular in the uh, Tuesday night OPAs, so it's been fun to get to know um, him a little better. Another Tuesday night regular is Jim Gibson, Gibber 3, the real Jim, getting it in in the International Series to win himself another pin. That's his... uh, First international, this one, ninth all time. Jim knows how to rock. Yeah, kicking butt. <laughs> um, and then this one I'm really excited about. Um, on February 6th, Eric Romo, GF Hawk, won the LPP Sunday night tournament. So every week on Sunday, <clears throat> Learn Pro Poker and Ryan LaPlante have put up a free month of LPP membership uh, for the winner of the Sunday tournament. And Ryan LaPlante himself plays in that tournament from time to time as well. Mm-hmm. And if you take him out, you get a bounty. Uh, and that is also a free month at LPP. So Eric Romo, congratulations, sir. Please email me, jim at rec.poker. And I'll send you the link to get yourself a free month at uh, Learn Pro Poker. And I know you already have my email address, Eric, because you and I uh, email every once in a while about the different mixed games that are going on around here. And I'm glad you got a chance to sneak in and knock one out of the park in the No Limit Hold'em series. You deserve it, pal. There you go. Nice job, Eric. And then uh, I won the monthly one on Wednesday, so I feel is pretty there, good is about there that. An asterisk on that. This one, one is asterisk free. I'm almost not possible. sure what to do with it. I don't it's know like if that's possible with you. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to. I had to get quads twice to do it i had to get quite once to take rob uh, wash him out and then uh, there was another one near the end so yeah i had to had to have a little patented jim reed uh, bluffsterini run good to make it happen but i'm not sure that's quite asterisk worthy just yet i'm gonna wear that one with. we'll have to discuss to see if we'll give you that one or not (laughs) the real it it might need an asterisk just because it's like the only non-asterisk pin that i've won so that's almost like brackets or something yeah yeah yeah. all right you might be on something there (laughs) jerk (laughs) so that was cool i was uh it was fun to be in that one again and my favorite number is 22 and it was on february 22nd 2022 so it was the day of 20 february 2nd it was February 2nd. Thank you. I was going to yes, say, you won right. in the future already? I did. <laughs> Amazing powers of these rec poker pins. You can travel through time. Yes, February 2nd, 2022. So I got a little go. a little boost there nice. um, for my 222. Yeah, thanks. That was fun. <laughs> um, okay. So then I guess, man, Steve makes this hosting thing look so easy. Um, I also want to thank a couple members who recently bumped it up to uh, premium. So Christina Milstein who I haven't gotten a chance to get to know yet in our strategy conversations. Maybe we've just been missing each other. But um, uh, Christina, I hope you are enjoying your time here. And I hope you're uh, connecting with some other fun members and learning some cool things about poker. Um, And if you're not, email me, jim at rec.poker, and let's figure out a way to get you more involved. Uh, Ditto for Marcel Dusik. Um, I don't know Marcel. We have not had a chance to cross paths, but uh, Marcel has been a member for a while. And I hope uh, that you're enjoying uh, some of the benefits of being so. 
Um, now, even if you're not an active member, boy, it is a great way to help us to support us by being a premium member for $15 a month. Um, you get a chance to uh, help us keep the lights on, uh, keep website mark with bread and water on the table and keep the website running. Uh, it does take a lot of help. So uh, folks like Christina and Marcel, I hope you are getting involved in the wonderful learning material that we have here. But even if you're not, and you're just a member to say thanks, I really appreciate that. I know Andrew and the rest of the team does as well. So thank you very much. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up here, folks. You can always go to rec.poker slash support if you want to find other ways to help us out. It doesn't have to cost a penny. There's lots of ways there to help us out without spending a dime. Um, and I guess I just want to thank our uh, friends at Website Amp and Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino, Andrew Feist, for joining me here. And, of course, all our listeners and watchers out there in podcast land. Thanks, everybody, and have a great week.